Hard to believe it's winter. Hard to believe it's December. Hard to believe that Christmas is 25 days away. Time. It passes so quickly. The older we get, we say, it's just passing much more quickly. But think of all the things that are in preparation. As summer gave way to fall and fall prepared for winter, winter will prepare for spring. The cycle goes on and on. And for you and me, a constant series of step-by-step preparations from one event to the next. The moment of conception was but preparation for the next step of becoming this incredible zygote in our mother's womb. And that's but preparation to become the growing fetus. The fetus is but preparation for the development of this incredible child. And then partial birth gives way to full birth, and full birth is now preparation for life in the world. And preparation to then eat on our own and drink on our own and start taking care of ourselves. Preparation to go to school, to read, to write. And there were many years of preparation. When you think about that in the eyes of a child, it seemed like eternity, right? Pre-K to K, K to first, first to second. What a huge step. When we were growing up, we had older brothers and sisters, and they seemed so much older. They seemed like adults, like giants. They really weren't, but they were also being prepared. We were all being prepared for the next step in education, then finally to graduate, get a job, fall in love, get married, have children, grandchildren. The incredible amount of time and talent and treasure it takes just to prepare to get up this morning and come to church, to get up tomorrow morning, go back to work or school, or whatever you're doing, step by step, we spend a lot of time preparing for the next event, whatever that is. Some of you are even looking at your watches and your gadgets right now and say, oh, I've got this to do, I've got this to do. Oh, I hope he speeds up because I've got this. I can see you. Put the phones away. Unless you're recording me, that's fine. (laughs) I've told you that story many times about the woman that came to me and said, Father, you did such a great job for my husband's funeral. And when my day comes, I just hope that you could be there to do the same for me. And I said, Madam, I would be honored to celebrate your funeral. I just happen to be very busy. Do you have a date? (laughs) Right. Because... The date, the time, the time it takes to prepare even for death. See, we think all this life is but preparation to live in the world. Yes, it's also preparation of life in the world, ultimately in this world, for death. We're getting a sense of that in these readings. Our Lord is saying, you don't know the time, therefore stay awake. Like in the days of Noah, they had no idea that the tsunami was coming. 
The tsunami took them all away. But Noah was prepared. The examples you can find throughout the Gospels, but our Lord is saying, be prepared. Stay on guard. Be alert. St. Paul, the same thing. You know the time. It is the hour now for you to wake from sleep. Put on the armor of Christ and make no provisions for the world of the flesh. This whole sense in the early church of coming to grips with the fact that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. No, this is not our ultimate resting place. This is not our ultimate home. Our home is in heaven, ultimately. And so just as life is but preparation, series of steps, one after the other, so that ultimately prepares us, we hope, and pray without fear, in its unhealthy sense, but a realistic sense that one day I will die. And that's but preparation, we believe, for life eternal in the resurrection of the body. So this preparation is a very significant part of nature. It's a significant part of our lives. And it is a very significant part of the plan of God. Because we think about all our preparations for the holidays and all that we've got to do just for that. But let's flip the coin for a moment today and try to see it, if we can, based upon the revelation of things, the way God sees it. How God is preparing. What? Yeah. From all eternity, God was preparing to become man. From all eternity, God was preparing Mary, the Blessed Virgin. In that moment of time and place 2,000 years ago, that she would say yes and become the Immaculate Conception. So that she could be the worthy woman the woman, the co-man, the woman who would then communicate that sinless human nature to the God-man Jesus. God from all eternity preparing for Joseph, the foster father, preparing to be born under a star in time and place, preparing for the wise men, the shepherds, the angels, preparing for a life of simplicity, humility, Poverty, at a home in Nazareth, as the son of a carpenter. Preparing then to go public at age 30 with a ministry that would take him three years to accomplish and calling 12 rather insignificant men and some women to follow him. Preparing through 33 years of life on earth for that event. His ultimate glory in the world was his death. And his death was but preparation for the real glory of his resurrection from the dead. And that has changed the world. What's changed the world is that God was preparing for all eternity to become one of us. And that is unique in the history of religion. That God would want to be a man. Oh, we know men who want to be gods. We've had the Egyptian pharaohs. We've had the Greeks and the Romans, and the Chinese, and the Indians, the Africans, and every culture from caveman to the present where men and women think they can be gods. Upon death, they will become gods. 
This is the only religion that's not about a man who thought he was God or a man who morphed into a God. It's the only religion the world has ever known about a God who prepared eternally to become man, a real man, not a ghost, not a figment of our imagination, not just some psychological story, no, a real flesh and blood man. That's what makes Christianity uniquely different from all the other religions the world will ever know, has ever known. Now, what does that mean for us? It means that God is taking seriously the world, first of all. Which means he's taking seriously his creation, which means he's taking very seriously the body, the human body. A mother, a foster father, family, the world, as a means, not as the end, but as the means for glorifying God. So everything we have in this life is but a means to glorify God. All these preparations that we have to do to live in the world are but means, ultimately, of glorifying God, not mankind, and not the world. Not to glorify the world. That would mean we make the world our final destination. And that's what's so hard for us, because it's so hard to let go of the world. No, I want to take it with me. I want to be here forever. No, you don't. You don't want to be in this world forever. No, I do. No, you don't. No. And God showed us that. See? He said, no, I'm not going to be in this world forever. I've got 33 years in this world with you. 33 precious young years. Not 80, 90, 100 years. No, I want that. No, you don't. I ask people who are 105 years old, boy, that's a long time. What a great life. Father, I had been praying that 30 years ago he would have taken me. It's a long journey and a painful one for a lot of people. Not that life is bad, not that the world is bad, again, but to remember to let go that ultimately we are preparing to let go of the world. So that God, having prepared us for himself from all eternity, can take us to himself in the glory of heaven. Our ultimate preparation is for heaven. And that helps us to keep things in perspective as we get into, again, the holiday season. Wonderful. Ho, ho, ho. I love it. But keep things in perspective, always. It's a constant reminder. I know I'm preaching to the choir, which is why we don't need a choir. We have them right here. We have people like you who are faithful, who understand, okay, I'm in the world. I'm not of the world. Don't get consumed by the world. Don't get drawn into that. Don't be stupid like the people in the day of Noah who had no clue as to what was coming. Because he comes. Not in the ultimate sense, perhaps, today, the apocryphal end of the times, the apocalypse, no. But he comes in word and sacrament, friends. See, here is God having prepared from all eternity to take on body and blood again in this Mass. Something so simple 
perhaps in the eyes of the world, an hour of worship. But truly, when you reflect on this in faith, what is God doing? He's becoming one of us again. This is Bethlehem. Right here, on this altar. He's born again. Body and blood. He lives, his ministry, body and blood. He dies, body and blood. He is risen from the grave, body and blood. He lives in the world now by power of the Holy Spirit, his body and blood on earth, the church, we say. Wow. Keeping it real. Body to body, blood to blood. That's how close God, from all eternity, has always wanted to be close to you, to us. We've looked for him in all the wrong places. No, if he's truly a God, he's not going to be born in a manger. Oh, it's, it's got to be a Hollywood production. It's got to be bigger than life. It's got to be out of this world if he were to be born at all. No, I would never want to be God and born a man. That's ridiculous, says the world. And I understand that. If you're God, why would you want to be a man? Why would you enter, want to enter this world? As crazy as it is out there, my God. Pathetic. Why would you even want to die on a cross? How ridiculous. And why would you want to come back under forms of bread and wine? That's just silly, says the world. And that's exactly what God does. He's always flipping things. He's always confusing mankind to say, you don't get it. You'll never get it. But I do. Because I made you. For me, not for the world. I made everything for myself. Not because I'm selfish, but because I know it. It's mine forever to share with you. And it's yours to share with me and with, you, with each other. So these are the really kind of some key lessons we have to always bring back to mind every time we start Advent, a new liturgical year, turning over the pages from Luke's Gospel, back to Matthew, next year Mark, it's the whole going back to school. Whole going back to the school of the Lord and learning again, step by step, as a child does, how to walk in the light of the Lord. We prepare with one candle, next week two, next week three, you know how it goes, step by step. Start again. It's always going back to the basics, going back to school, learning again, learning again, so that we don't forget who we are, because we don't forget whose we are. We belong to him. And all these preparations and all that we do in these days to celebrate his birth is but preparation to celebrate that life, that death, and that resurrection. The closest we get to that this side of heaven, then, is right here. Body to body, blood to blood. Let the Mass then be truly our preparation to see the face of Christ and to consume him every time we meet him and he meets us in his providential love.